Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk. I apologize. I am about a day late in getting out a new podcast. Um, It's been kind of crazy. I was in Buffalo last week uh, trying to help out some family. Got a father who is um, uh, not doing well with Alzheimer's. And uh, anyways, I came back on Saturday and uh, it's been crazy ever since. I didn't think I would really have a time to do a podcast this week, but um, anyways, I have a few minutes today, so wanted to uh, just speak a few words, trying to figure out what I want to talk on. Um, Couldn't really come up with just one topic, so it's going to be a little bit of a hodgepodge. What I want to talk about in this episode of God Talk is I want to talk a little bit about Christian stupidity, and then uh, just a random thought that uh, came up as a result of my Bible class yesterday. So let's start with Christian stupidity. Now, I don't know, two or three weeks ago, everyone's starting to send me articles about Joel Olstein and um, the the money that was found by the plumber uh, behind the wall in the bathroom as he was uh, having to do some work on a leaky toilet or change out the toilet or whatever the situation was. And I have to tell you, first of all, I am not a fan of Joel Olstein. Um, but I'm also, even if I don't like someone, for me, it's like beat people up for what they deserve to be beat up for. And then don't beat them up for things that they're not supposed to be beat up for. Because in the end, if you beat them up for things that they're not supposed to be beaten up for, then you're punishing good behavior. And in the end, you want to reward good behavior and punish bad behavior. Anyways, um, so everyone keeps sending me the stuff about the the money that was found behind the wall in the bathroom. And, And I'm sitting here thinking, Joel Olstein has a staff of I don't know how many people um, a facility the size of I don't know how big. Do you think that he really knows like what's behind a toilet? I mean, did did he have to be responsible for it? Like, like the man's busy. He probably travels around, speaks in a lot of places. Um, I doubt, you know, I I, I kind of have to like turn the lights off in the facility and open it and close it and you know sometimes push a broom. I don't think Joel has to do that. So I'm a little bit more in touch with what goes on in my uh, congregation than what he probably is in his. And so it, it just seemed a little petty to me uh, to throw that on him because he may not have known anything about it at all. Um, and I just didn't get why everyone was um, uh, just hammering him for it. I was talking with a friend uh, earlier today and I, I had uh, brought up the conversation of of Joel Osteen and, and, and why you know everyone was just so getting on him for this event and so forth. And, uh, and the friend that I was talking to, uh, kind of opened my eyes to a different perspective. Um, I admittedly, listen, I, I'm a little naive. I mean, I'm not, I mean, just, there's many things that like, I, I, I can kind of see behind what's really going on and, and, uh, and you're not going to easily pull a fast one on me, but in general, I, I tend to like to think the best of people, not the worst. And, uh, in, in, and in so far as I do that, that makes me a little naive. So I'm sitting here thinking in, in Joel's church, uh, they reported this stolen. It was checks and cash, almost a half a million. 
Um, okay, they reported it stolen, and clearly someone did steal it. And I'm kind of thinking in my mind, like I, I look at my church, and we have drop ceilings. So someone just thought, hey, I'm gonna, I'm. Uh, it's too hot to d- take this money right now. Maybe it's someone connected with the church, and they're afraid of being discovered. So you know, I'm gonna pop up a ceiling tile, and I'm gonna take all of these envelopes. It was all put into like I don't know, 500 different envelopes or whatever. So bite-sized amounts of cash and checks and different things. And after I pop up that ceiling tile, I'm going to drop it behind the wall here in, you know, the bathroom and, uh, and, and, uh, I'll come back and get it, uh, sometime later. That's how it was playing out in my mind. And I just don't know how Joel would know that that was going on. Uh, you can't have cameras in a bathroom. Uh, so it's not like, uh, there'd be any record of that, that funny business going on. So this is how it works in my mind. But as I was talking to the friend, they're like, no, that that's, you know, how you embezzle money. Like you, you make a false insurance claim. You, you put it somewhere where no one would look to find it, that there'd be no proof of, of it being there and so forth. And um, that totally probably was him uh, trying to siphon off a, a half a million dollars um, for, you know, something for some time later. Now, whether it was him or someone else, you know what? that actually makes a lot of sense. My mind just doesn't operate that way. Thankfully, it doesn't, because if it did, I'd get myself into all kinds of trouble, I'm sure. Uh, But uh, it still doesn't, that doesn't completely make sense to me, because, um, uh, you know, there are a lot of checks in there, so why in the world would you, like, put money behind a wall and, and the friend said, listen, this would be a major operation. There would have been people in the church that would have known it because they said you would have had to uh, put a hole in the wall, stick all the envelopes in there, and then patch the wall and, 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 and retexture it and, and paint it and so forth. So they're probably right on that. They probably don't have drop ceilings in Joel Olstein's uh, church in the bathrooms. And, uh, and so there, it probably was a little bit of a construction project to do it. Therefore, it probably was an inside job. I just, once again, with checks, I don't know what good that does because with a check, once again, after it's, you know, reported stolen, uh, let alone six months, six years later, it's not like you can go in there and cash those checks. So I just don't understand why that was done with checks. Uh, But needless to say, um, you know, so Christian stupidity, well, stupidity on the part of the person who thought that was a great idea, uh, especially if they went to try to recover it and they figured out they couldn't like get through the ceiling, but I don't think that's how it went down. But, you know, there's a little Christian stupidity on my part uh, because uh, I'm a little naive and I don't like to think that people are uh, guilty of uh, of uh, of doing stuff like this. And once again, I'm not a fan of Joel Olstein for a variety of different reasons, from the fact that he doesn't really teach a, a gospel. Uh, doesn't. It's just more self-help. In, I guess in his defense, I don't think he even really sees himself as a pastor. He sees him as a, himself as a motivational Christian speaker. But nonetheless, people go there thinking they're going to church. So, you know, intentionally or not intentionally, he's deceiving people. And very intentionally, he's getting rich off of people, to, to which, you know, I have a problem with his teachings. But then I also have a huge problem problem with the fact that he's getting rich off of the name of Christ. Uh, this is uh, something I harp on all the time. Uh, I, I would say woe to any Christian singer, any Christian motivational speaker, um, any pastor, any Christian author. If you are getting rich off of the good news of Jesus Christ and of God's word, which is free, um, I, for me, like the 
there's probably not a, a, a good enough place in hell for you uh, when you're getting rich off of God. Um, I just don't think that you can justify that. Um, I could be wrong on this. We'll see how it plays out when like the end of all times come, you know, if, if these people who've done it are, are in heaven or not. But I certainly wouldn't recommend uh, that you make money off of God. Uh, now, with that being said, as a pastor, I get paid a salary for serving God, uh, but there, there's precedence for that in the Bible. Uh, but I don't see precedence anywhere off of getting rich of, to, on something that does not even belong to you. That is the word of God. So not defending Joel Olstein. Um, I probably handled that, uh, that the, those stories that people were sending me um, a little naively. Uh, naively, I think I just made up a word. I don't know, but uh, uh, n- nonetheless, uh, um, it- it's giving Christianity a bad, bad, uh, bad name, a black eye again. Um, I saw that you know churches should be paying taxes now because of all the funny business that goes on there. Um, it, uh, it it uh, it's not a good thing. And at the very least, whether Joel did it or someone on his staff, someone who had authority in that facility uh, to do construction uh, and to repair a hole in the wall, uh, certainly it was an inside job. Um, Another uh, item I wanted to talk about in this podcast about Christian stupidity is... um, the whole Christmas uh, debate, and you might not even be aware that there's a Christmas debate, but I don't know. A couple weeks ago, um, someone brought it to my attention that they had a family member that said, you know, they they're not celebrating Christmas and they can't believe that they are because uh, it's a it's a pagan holiday and and it's evil to do this and that. And listen, I'm getting sick and tired of Christians with their head up their butt. I, I just really am. Now, the, the, the truth of the matter is, is we do not know when Jesus was born. And so the Catholic Church, and I think in great wisdom, decided to put it at a time in which there was a major uh, pagan holiday uh, to replace it. If you repla- if they're used to celebrating in late December, give them a, a real reason to celebrate, and they put Christmas there. I, what's the big deal about it? Who cares if you're celebrating it on December 25th or if you're celebrating it on uh, September 17th? I mean, it just doesn't matter. You know, Paul even talks about it in food that's sacrificed to idols. When someone sacrifices a food to an idol, for that person, uh, that that's a big deal because they're s- sacrificing it to their God. But to a Christian, man, that's just pork chops. Well, they didn't eat pork. Um, it, it's it's just a it's a good steak, right? Because an idol's not real, and and we don't worship that God. So, you know, cook that bad boy up and let's eat it. Um, I, I'm not here to say that I really would. I'd, I'd probably throw it out because in my mind it would be polluted. But but the point is this, is that's not real. So it, it can't pollute it. Um, same type thing with Christmas. So it, it's almost the way that Satan works. It's like first, you know, it was Merry Christmas. Then it's Happy Holidays. Then Old Navy or some stupid company like that. Now it's Happy Holidays, uh, so they even take the holiday out of it and, and, and have made it even more generic, if that was possible. And here are the Christians right along with them, going along with it. Yeah, Christmas is evil. It's bacon. No, it's stinking not. When are you going to celebrate that Jesus, you know, was born? 
And if you pick February 17th, I hope to God in heaven, like somehow nothing bad happened on that day or anything wicked, because that would be endorsing that according to your own screwed up way of thinking. So Christians are going alongside of non-Christians and removing Christ out of Christmas. Absolutely, absolutely drives me nuts and ticks me off. All right. Those are my rants for Christian stupidity uh, this morning. Uh, there's probably, there are definitely a bunch of others that I could go off on, uh, but uh, so not to uh, offend everyone that's listening, uh, I think I'll stop there for the day. Um, but I do want to talk about an interesting uh, conversation that came up yesterday in, in Bible class. Um, so uh, in Bible class, we're taking a look at American Gospel. Uh, there's two different movies. I can't remember which one we're doing. The first one, Christ Alone, I think it is. Um, and uh, in anyways, uh, there there's a topic that was brought up. And, and the big deal on the prosperity gospel is God's got a plan for you. You know, he wants you to be rich. He wants you to be, you know, like David. He wants you to be like this. He I can actually preach that way. I really should sometime. Uh, but but you, you kind of get the point is that like God's plan for us is to be healthy, wealthy. Well, welcome back, Joel Osteen. Uh, you know, in, 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 into, you know, who wants to be broke? Who wants to be sick? Who wants to be this, this, that? And rightfully so, they, 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 they dismantle that. Uh, because that's false teaching. It's a false gospel. But the the person on the uh, on the film, the narrator, talked about God does have a plan for us. But that plan, almost always in Scripture, when you look at the faithful of God, is is perhaps to suffer, to be persecuted, uh, to maybe live uh, with a thorn in your flesh, or different things like that. And all these things are true. You can see that in the, in in the prophets, and you can see that. Um, you know, in other people that God has used in Scripture, but this this Christian this concept within Christianity that that God's got to use us, I I just don't know that God's got to use everyone, um, and I don't think He really does in, in that same sense. Like like the the prophets He used and He called them specifically for that, and there was no mistaking when He did Moses. He called and specifically did, and there's no mistaking when He did when God sent Samuel to anoint David to be king. There's no mistake in that. But once again, when we think that God has to use us and that God is always, you know, that that our life is is meant to be um, controlled by God, um, it, it, it's kind of screwing up what the Bible's really about. The Bible's about God's work of salvation, um, not about, it's not about us. And I think you got to be really careful about making it about us. Now, does that mean that God doesn't uh, use people at times? Absolutely uses people at times. Um, but does, does that mean that he has to use all people at all times? No. I mean, God used Moses to lead the people of Israel, but for the million that were walking around, did, did you know, every day or, or once a year, did God really have to be using each of those people uh, in some special way? No, God just really wanted them to be obedient and to follow the leader that he was using. And people don't like that. My, my class didn't like that. They, they didn't respond well because we want to feel like we're special. Well, we are, and I'm not denying that we're special. I'm not denying that um, God doesn't know the hairs on our head um, in, in that uh, that his Holy Spirit lives and dwells in us. All that's good and fine. Uh, but I, I also believe that God gives us this life and Christian freedom to what does he desire of us? He desires of, of us to walk in obedience and to live our lives, you know, with the, the according to his word. In, in that, that there's purpose and meaning in that. 
it, it, you know, so whether or not you're a plumber, an electrician, a pastor, or whatever, you just live as faithfully as possible. Now, when God nudges you, and sometimes he will nudge us because he wants us to do certain things, that that's good and fine. Think about it in terms of, of our own children. Now, there are some cultures in which they arrange marriages. Um, if you're born into this family, you know, you're, you know, your dad was a electrician. Now you have to be an electrician because it's a cat caste system and so forth. So there's countries like that in which there's a plan for you before you're born. Um, and, and then there's those, those countries in which, you know what, you, you have freedom and you have to obey the laws, but within that, then you can kind of do what you want. Well, to me, like for my children, I, I, I don't care what they want to grow up to be. What I do care about is that they try as hard as that they can and they're, they're not lazy. Um, I care that they, um, uh, that, that they follow the morals and the values that, that they were raised and that they walk in obedience to God. Those things I care about. Um, everything else, you know what? Enjoy the life that, that was given. You know, you have children so that they can, it's partly for you and you have a responsibility to raise them. But then beyond that, then go live your life. Well, God's got a responsibility because he created this earth and creation and he, and he does like live according to it. But then he gives us that blessing to, to go into, um, to live life. Paul, all things are, are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. So, you know, if you're sitting here listening to the podcast, um, and you know, in like you know, someone was challenging me in class and, and, you know, the God's got a purpose and a plan for all of us. Um, and people like to quote Jeremiah 29, 11, by the way, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. He's talking to Israel and he had plans for Israel. And guess what? It was to bring the Messiah into the world. He had plans for Moses. He had plans for Elijah. Listen, he has plans for, for many people, but it's okay. You know, if like he doesn't have specific plans for us. You might not know God's plan for you. And guess what? His plan for you is that you would walk in obedience. And 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 as you walk in obedience to, to him, he will bless you. And so enjoy your job, enjoy your family, enjoy your life, help those who are sick and help those who are in need. And, and, and just walk in obedience to God. There's purpose, amazing purpose in just being a child of God. Our identity is in being a child of God, not in that like somehow he's prearranging, you know, our marriage, he's prearranging our, our career, he's prearranging all these other things. You know, people who, who are controlled that way tend to rebel. And I, I'm sorry, I just don't, I don't see that in scripture and I don't see that as, as a bad thing. Will God nudge you? Absolutely, God will nudge you. Because you know what? At times we need a little nudging. Sometimes we're going in a wrong direction. And because he's a loving God, he will correct us. And in that relationship is there and it should be there. But that's different than like, you, you know, we're all looking for, for that purpose he had for us and trying to live it out. Guess what? His purpose for you is that you would have, you would be his child and that you would walk in faithfulness in this life. And that uh, through faith in Jesus Christ, you'd be re rewarded um, with uh, eternal life in heaven. And, and that ought to be good enough for all of us. And 
listen, if, if, if he, if he needs to tap us on the shoulder and, and, and use us in some greater way, well, good. You're blessed. Mary was blessed when God did that with her. Uh, frankly, Joseph was blessed when, when God did that with, with them and, and the disciples were blessed. I mean, I'm not saying God doesn't do it, but I'm not saying that he has to do that to every person along the way. Once again, the people of Israel coming out of Egypt, they were just called to be obedient to God through Moses. It was Moses that he was using. In a general sense, I guess he's using everyone. And, and when they're obedient, then they got the promised land. And when they weren't, they they weren't. But 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 hopefully you get what I'm saying. So um, anyways, uh, just chew on that a little bit. Uh, and uh, and, and I th- once again, I, I think that there, there's a lot of gospel in that for some of you who are just spending your whole life wondering what was God's purpose or God's plan for me. You know what? God's purpose and God's plan for you was to uh, enjoy the life that he gave you. He brought you into this world to make you a child. He's asked for you to follow him. And in so doing, he will bless you. Man, I I have to tell you that that's the purpose I I love living under. Occasionally, God does tap me on the shoulder and and kind of give me some other things uh, to do and, and, and um, and, and challenge me a bit. Listen, those are the times that terrify me because those are the difficult times. Um, it's, it's the times in between where I just thank God that he's a good God and he has given me uh, blessings beyond my, um, uh, beyond what I deserve. So thank God for that. Um, and don't, uh, don't beat yourself up to try to find, uh, what your purpose is in this world. Uh, your purpose is to enjoy this world as a child of God, act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly before your God. Um, Thanks again, and I look forward to talking to you next week.